Hey, hey, everybody, Kevin here with Pursuing Pixels, and welcome back to another edition of Save It for the Cast. And as per usual, I'm going to be kicking the ball over to uh, this week. It's going to be the whole trio, John Randall and I, and um, we're talking all sorts of Zelda stuff, mostly Tears of the Kingdom, or pretty much all Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, this is pretty much a direct follow-up from our last uh, proper episode from last week. Uh, pretty much as soon as we ended, you know, the recording of the proper episode, we kind of dig into some of the stuff that we you know, dipped our toes into like uh, Randall mentioned that he had yet to find the paragliders. So we kind of get into a little bit of that. Uh, John mentions the uh, Addison puzzles. And yeah, we just get into, I guess, a, a few more kind of specifics another like 20, 30 minutes of uh, Tears of the Kingdom chat. But uh, also, as per usual, I know uh, kind of up until the last uh, few recent weeks, and I can't believe this is the 50th edition of uh, a Save It for the Cast episode, but I know uh, some of the recent Save It for the Cast up until maybe the last two or three, I was kind of like scraping it like, I don't know what I've been playing lately. But uh, as of late, I've been doing a ton of streams, kind of trying to get back into the the swing of things, doing some Patreon polls, playing a bunch of Kingdom, uh, playing a bunch of uh, via the Patreon polls. We played some Yoku's Island Express. I've been actually kind of going back to some of the stuff from like the very early days of the podcast. Not so much on streams every time because uh, I've been playing some Wizard of Legend, which we talked about in like the very, very early days. And it's still all, all these games are just as good as I remembered, which is awesome. But uh, I did want to give a shout out uh, on this episode to some of the upcoming games that I've been playing some demos for. Uh, with the Steam, uh, I think there was a recent Steam Next Fest, and then right after that, like a Steam Summer Sale. So during and right after all that stuff, uh, a lot of times there's all these new demos and whatnot. Uh, and there's been a few demos that have been really on my radar, and one that just released, uh, the one that I'll just dig into first here, is called Fallen Leaf. And this is a game that's been on my radar probably, it feels like, pretty much since I very first started like all of our you know, social media accounts or whatever. But I, I feel like I've been following this uh, game for the longest time. It's kind of... You know, very all these games actually that I'm going to mention here are kind of like 8-bit, maybe a little bit leaning towards 16-bit in the sense, but I feel like they're more like of that Shovel Knight vein where they're like 8-bit but full-blown widescreen, and I, I hate to always use that comparison just because that's like kind of the most popular like modern retro game that comes to mind, uh, but Fallen Leaf right away, it actually reminds me a lot of this game Totally Rad that my cousin Brandon had growing up, but just something about like the size of the characters and like all the different abilities you get, and like at the at very first, like the first stage of the demo you play is this character leaf and you just kind of again it's kind of like Mega Man style run and gun although the first stage you just have this little like dinky karate chop but after you kind of get through that tutorial section and whatever and a little couple little story beats you get this like arm gauntlet that then allows you to like kind of have a little bit more of a projectile and actually since the as I was playing the demo I was even saying like oh there's a little bit of a delay on this attack not even as a complaint but just kind of like a Oh, there's a little bit, you know, you got to get used to like, there's a little bit of lag. You got to make sure you're like anticipating your attacks and whatnot. And like right away on uh, their social media account, they're like, hey, we we heard your feedback right away. And this is like within two, three days after the demo coming out. And they're like, we added like, you know, we quickened uh, Leaf's attack by like two frames or so. I forget what it was exactly, but they made like a full blown trailer for it. It's awesome. So number one, awesome that like they're immediately seeing some feedback, which again, I didn't really see as like an issue per se. I just thought it was like, OK, like it, I'm sure it'll feel nice with the. Uh, improved or the quickened speed or whatever to that attack. But uh, yeah, you end up unlocking a second playable character. It looks like with the trailers and stuff, there's going to be a, a ton of playable characters, but you get a bunch of different uh, secondary abilities to switch through. Uh, I really, really was impressed. The demo is actually a pretty good size too. I think there was like seven or eight stages, a couple boss battles that were all really fun. And it was actually that perfect balance for me at least even I actually uh, recently did a stream of some uh, Shovel Knight, uh, the very original Shovel Knight, none of the uh, DLCs that they made after the, you know, secondary campaigns, just the original Shovel of Hope campaign, or I think it was just called Shovel Knight originally, but 
Uh, that game was kind of kicking my ass a little bit. And actually, the next game I'm going to talk about was kicking my ass, too. But Fallen Leaf just kind of hit that sweet spot of like, oh, it's got that retro, like it's got a really nice Super Mario Brothers 3-esque, you know, overworld map with some really great, just all the attention to detail in this game is top, top notch. Like I said, it's a game that I've been following for a long time. And everything that I was looking forward to about it, it, it hit on every single one of those points. So that was just really, really awesome. And then another game that I've been looking forward to for a long time that I didn't realize there was a demo up for. Uh, and this is that game that was kicking my ass that I was just mentioning was a game called Gravity Circuit. And this is just an amazing also kind of like Mega Man inspired, but the combat's a little bit more melee focused. You're kind of more, yeah, I guess like hack and slash. It's almost feels like more like not beat em up style, but kind of like Smash Brothers style of combat where like up and attack is one attack or not pressing a direction, pressing down in a direction. Then you have like a couple like secondary abilities that you can like fill up a meter and do like kind of like a dash charge or if you, you can get all these extra chips. So I think you can customize that to a pretty extreme degree. I didn't really mess with that too much in the demo, uh, but you also have like, you know, you have a run button, which is uh, takes a little getting used to. There's definitely a little bit more complex controls than like a, a Mega Man game or something like that, where it's just running and shooting because uh, you also have a grappling hook as well. So the run button is on one shoulder button or one trigger, and then the other, uh, the grappling hook is on the opposite. And a lot of times, I, I, I didn't mess if you could customize the controls or not, because I was like, oh, I'll get used to it enough, it's a demo. Uh, but I was really having fun once I got the hang of it, because that grappling hook, you can use almost as like a, a melee attack as well, or from, from a little bit of a range. And then if you're able to, like, once you kill an enemy or defeat them, they call it stunning an enemy, and they kind of become like monochrome, black and white, or grayed out. And then you can actually grab them, I think only with the grappling hook. Maybe you can grab them right up, like just press a button and pick them up like right next to them. But I don't think so. I think you have to grapple them, but then you can hold it down, carry the enemy or whatever it is. Sometimes there's just like little obstacles or barrels or whatever on the on the stage. Uh, but then you can grab that and then throw it at enemies and it gets pretty frantic. But once you start getting the hang of it, like actually like enemies that are throwing things at you, you can catch those with the grappling hook and you kind of have just octo directional aim with the grappling hook. Or at least you can do, you know, up or, you know, up and diagonal or straight to the right. I don't know if you can do down and diagonal and whatnot, but essentially it's like an octo uh, directional and a little more. It's not so much physics-y. I mean, there's definitely a physics element to the grappling hook gameplay, but it's not as physics-y as something as like Rusted Moss or that's like, it's not so much a bungee cord. It's more like just a straight up grappling hook, more like grapple dog, I guess. So there's there's definitely still some physics going on. And it, like I said, it, it mostly the, the stage itself was definitely tough and tricky, but that was really satisfying to rip through. And the boss battle at the end was a ton of fun. There was actually a second stage that I didn't even get to. Um, although it looked like you could actually just select it from the main uh, menu and possibly because they knew that this uh, boss battle at the end of the first stage was so tough. It's like this lightning again, very much like a Mega Man boss, like in a tiny arena. And there's like these lightning pads that like the boss keeps attacking. So like you can't be standing on the ground for too long because you're going to get zapped or just attacked by the enemy. You're just dodging constantly. And that's probably my main problem is I just tend to like kind of go in and just try to hack and slash like, oh, I almost got it. Like, I'll get it next time and just try to I don't have the patience to just keep going for it, especially when it's a demo. And I'm knowing like, OK, I'm really into this. I think this game comes out in like a couple weeks. I think I could just probably wait for the actual uh, game to come out. So, yeah, I was really, really impressed with that uh, Gravity Circuit demo. And then one more demo that really impressed me as well uh, that I played on a different stream uh, the previous day or earlier in the week or something was a game called uh uh, Knights of the Road, and I, I keep getting it mixed up with Knights of the Round, but it's really nothing like Knights of the Round, Knights of the Round being a Capcom uh, beat-em-up back in the day, if memory serves anyways, 
Uh, but this is more of a, again, an 8-bit kind of NES style uh, side-scrolling platformer where your main mechanic is this shield that you have that you can either use to block projectiles that uh, you can use to deflect into different boxes to like break open another path. Uh, it's kind of, it seems like it's going to be kind of a Metroidvania situation. It seemed like at least this stage that I played on the demo was kind of stitched together and you're doing a little bit of backtracking and some secret paths and whatnot. But then you can also throw your shield uh, but that requires uh, like your magic or mana or whatever they call it in the game, your blue, uh, <laughs> your blue meter. Uh, but basically, yeah, you can throw your shield at enemies, but only a limited amount of times. But then you can also kind of essentially like shield surf, if you will, where you can essentially and you have a double jump. Uh, so you can actually jump or again, double jump and then hold your shield button down, which will then like kind of instead of throwing the shield, you'll kind of like hold it underneath your feet. And then you can either like uh use that to jump across like a spike pit uh so you can just keep jumping and then holding down the shield button it takes a little bit of getting used to because you got to make sure you're still holding down the shield button when you jump uh so that you don't get you know stabbed by the spikes or whatever you're standing on before you uh leave the ground or whatever so it takes a little getting used to but once you get the hang of it it actually has you like there'll be enemies that'll be like shooting some projectiles that you can take a shortcut by like bouncing off their projectiles and skipping a whole little chunk of the level or uh, whatnot and uh, bouncing off of an enemy or, or even like a treasure chest. That's actually how you open the treasure chest as well, just by kind of, and it's kind of like a kind of like the Scrooge McDuck mechanic, except you have to actually like to get the bounce, you have to actually land on something like a projectile or a treasure chest or an, I think an enemy's head. I think I'm not sure, maybe certain types of enemies, but I just was really, really impressed with the like puzzle platforming level design. Uh, the boss battle at the end was really fun. Uh, this one kind of more in the fall and leaf vein. It felt, although the platforming definitely did get pretty challenging and tricky at times, but uh, I just found that like the the retro, it's hitting that retro sweet spot of like, it's not totally, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely making me try more than one time, but it's not making me come back again and again and again and beat my head against the wall, which I was doing a little bit of uh, admittedly in that uh, gravity circuit uh, first boss battle, but yeah, I was just really, really blown away by all three of these demos. They were three that I had, you know, had caught my eye on social media posts over the, you know, last couple of years, some more recently than others. But especially, yeah, Fallen Leaf, I just cannot recommend uh, that demo enough. It looks like they're going to be leaving it up for the foreseeable future. And uh, I'm kind of curious to check out the uh, the uh, update with the, like, kind of quicker attack and whatnot. Uh, but, yeah, I think I'm going to leave it there uh, and keep my rambling sort of short and sweet and uh, kick it over to... Uh, John Randall and I for a little more uh, Tears of the Kingdom talk, which inevitably, I mean, we John and Randall have put in like hundreds more hours at this point, or I guess I should say Randall. So we'll definitely be talking about that game more and more in the future. And I'll try to bite my tongue a little bit more on my complaints because I know uh, I haven't really been playing a whole lot more since uh, we talked about it last year. But uh, yeah, I'm going to kick it over to uh, John Randall and I here at the risk of rambling too much. And uh, until next week, we will uh, catch you all then and take care. Link's Paraglider is an essential tool in Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, but it's actually pretty easy to miss if you decide to. I, uh, I definitely did feel like I was going in a different direction at first, and I was like, how do they not give you this paraglider right off the bat? And I think I might have even looked it up online. Like, how do you get the paraglider? But I think I thought it was just like a pretty main quest, like one of the first things that like either actually, Pura or Impa tells you to do. Pretty easy to miss if you decide to start running around Hyrule as soon as you finish the tutorial <laughs> section. 
If you somehow manage to get several hours into the game without picking up the paraglider. Oh. So it's Whoops. a common issue. I was just fucking around, man. I'm just running too, towards shit. Too enticed by everything else going on. Man. Yeah. That was definitely me at first. And I was like, okay, I got to just start. Like, I was getting so overwhelmed by the map. Like, yeah. even just having the two tiers. And then I, John, like, sent a screenshot or a picture of his TV or whatever. And he then it showed, like, that third layer for, like, the chasms. I was like, there's three layers to this map? I was like, oh, my God. I was overwhelmed with two. <laughs> so... I was starting to panic a little bit. I was like, this game is just not for me, man. It's very big. It's very yeah, big. It's so I'll tell you massive. though, like it was, it was similarly. Yeah. Like the crafting part. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Like I like that I can do this, but you know, similarly, I'm not like, I was never super like, I can totally respect what Minecraft is or what yeah, yeah. Kazooie nuts and bolts is, but like those weren't necessarily my, my main games like the craft like i love crafting elements in games but i do typically like them to be more streamlined um but then in here you know once i got used to you know yeah yeah i'd have to hold the r button and then you know that's shifting it around on the axis and i like okay figure out how to do that kind of faster than i did before and how you're fusing together things and how that can be done relatively fast and like Basically, just figuring out how I can streamline um, my interaction with those things, you know, as I've got more and more used to it. And that just became, you know, woven into the fabric of my experience. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, You know, now that's just another gameplay element. It's still not necessarily the main one that that draws me, but I can see how that, you know, adds a different wrinkle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like even where where I was kind of getting at, too, with like that kind of like improv idea, like. I almost feel like too, like the way when you like build stuff together and there's just like that green like goop that stitches it together. They're just like, eh, it looks good enough. <laughs> I love it. It gets a job done. That is like I it, love it. it doesn't really like because yeah. I'd be like attaching stuff thinking it's like, like oh, it's going to snap it, yeah. like it's close enough. It's going to snap on like a 90 degree. angle, yeah. And then it's like, nope, it's just going to snap on this fucking weird ass. <laughs> like, what the fuck? How did that attach? It's just like, oh, my God, this game. Oh, that's why I mess. love the Addison like things like cause yeah so for the the like first four addison things i didn't even realize it was a puzzle just yeah. like he's like some quirky character yeah like, i would oh, just I like constantly go up to him and then say try letting go let it go <laughs> and yeah. then it would just fall over President. and i was like oh this rules i love this <laughs> like what a great thing and then like the fifth one i came up to it was like Oh my God! What have I been doing? <laughs> Torturing this poor guy. Yeah, and then, and then like I finally put some like uh like a weird like the first couple ones that you come across are pretty simple, and then they just get so bizarre so quick. Like he'll be on a slant, or like the like supports that are uh, that you have to connect to are like in just a weird way, and it's it's for me it's fun problem solving like yeah it's just a simple little thing that like is a little bit better than like the old korok puzzles because like that's the other thing i like found a lot of the korok puzzles in like the first one to be tedious where it's like yeah all right, i agree like, with that 100%. let's just do the They're same thing tedious. over and over again and like, like i see what i need to do i just need to do it you know? yeah Circle but like rocks yeah I mean, that's all of games is seeing that you need to do something is like, oh, I just need to like hit these jumps and then I'll get over is like, yeah, that's why like precision platforming like isn't interesting to me where it's like, yeah, Yeah. I get it. Like this isn't fun for me. This doesn't trigger the like and you have to do it perfectly. 
Yeah, right. It's like the dance steps. Right. So, but like that's every game is like just it the process of reaching the solution or the like success state in a way that is exciting to you. And if it isn't, it isn't. Like that's just yeah. That's a a great point actually. And but the fact, even though I'm not enjoying it in Tears of the Kingdom, it is mind blowing how open it. Like they, it's more the fact (laughs) that it's like doubled down on the open endedness of Breath of the Wild is crazy. Yeah. Like because that game already felt kind of it felt like it changed games a little bit with Breath yeah. of the Wild like yeah. to a degree obviously it was borrowing from a lot of other games but like it really kind of took it to the next level and then this game just said oh you, you thought that was something like we're gonna double down on that so that's why I really hope that Ascend is the new th- is the thing that gets taken away from it because like the thing that I think Tears of the Kingdom does hand over fist better than Breath of the Wild is traversal and it is making movement in 3D space and manipulating objects in 3D space so much easier than in literally any other game. That's interesting because I felt the opposite. Like I felt like I've liked moving or traversing in Breath of the Wild more. See, like I think that. But I do like the ascendability. I'm not going to argue that. I think that Breath of the Wild like is good and it like with the paraglider it added a lot of things where it's like, "Hey, like this is a fantasy game. We don't need to have like certain things and certain restrictions." And then uh, like that just like we accept because like, "Oh, it's not realistic or oh, it's not the convention of that." And like I think that like it will be difficult for a different game to do the same stuff. Like it's like when we were playing half-life Alex and like, yeah, like certain things like felt really cool and really natural, like with that and that, but at, at the same time it would be like, okay, but I still have to point at an area and then teleport to the next area. Like it's not perfect. Whereas yeah. like a lot of, especially like when I was doing the dungeons in uh, tears of the kingdom, and like so much of just like, oh, I want to go to this area and like being a, a get, being given so many tools to do that at so mm-hmm. many different speeds. Like, now, yes, you, you can dungeons. What do you mean by dungeons? Like Obviously literal shrines, temples, right? okay. like like it, divine beast scale. Okay, and yeah, and yeah. also like, I mean, the, the thing about shrines is that shrines are basically tutorials and it's the same thing that like breath of the wild was as well like yeah, every yeah. shrine was just a mechanic and only that ca- mechanic in a vacuum and also yeah. a fast travel spot amongst the map right you know yeah. otherwise yeah, yeah. so For like sure. it, that, that's the thing is like every time that i'm in a shrine i'm like okay this has a set solution i should just figure out that set solution like there's no like yes I can brute force it but it is so much more difficult to brute force a shrine than to puzzle it out and every shrine I think is more like a Baba is you level yeah. where it's like you are given a lot of tools and a lot of tools that are abstract and may not make sense to you and if you don't get it you should step away from it instead yeah. of trying to brute force it That's because a great like. Point. The thing about like Tears of the Kingdom is that it gives you a lot of tools, but those shrines are specifically like there is a solution. 
and you should find the solution. Whereas the overworld is you are given tools and you can do whatever the fuck you want. See, that's interesting. I felt the opposite. I kind of felt like the in the overworld, I felt like I had to do very specific things, even if I could do them a little more open ended. But in the shrines, I felt like I always did it like this is not the way I'm supposed to do this. But OK, this works. Yeah, like I think I, I, I think the better way, way to do the shrines is to try to find the actual solution. Well, I, I mean, I just I just did it in whatever way, like first popped into my head, like, yeah, I think this will work. And like I, I, that just seemed like the mo- whatever the most intuitive way. But again, I think it was just because I was maybe trying to avoid. I was just like, ah, this will and work. I think you okay, can do that. But like yeah. in the in the way that Baba is you, you can do other things that aren't the intended. Yeah, you can do weird solutions. The experimentation yeah. is fun, though. I, yeah, I mean, I think that part of it is it fun is, that way. I, it is fun, I guess. Like again, yeah, for me, just the controls are so tedious that like the the getting to the experimenting is so tedious that I it I couldn't get to that fun level with mm. it, even though like. Because I do, I've I've like because I took a bunch of clips while I was playing on the Switch, you know, like the thirty second saves, oh, yeah. and like I watch back and go. Oh, that was kind of cool. Oh, that was kind of cool. But like, then I think I'm like, but I'm pretty sure I saved that clip because I was pissed because I was like, this was so <laughs> fucking annoying. Like, yeah, like you should. <laughs> that the I finally one got that to this you shared point. of like you making like the bridge. I was like, yeah, that took me 30 seconds. I don't that, get that was like, the and it was a 30 second like, clip done. of you I'm doing the thing game. of the solution that took you a while to get there. But I was like, yeah, I did that. And like, but that I was exactly how long say, it like, took me. So but I don't you get said you built like you built like a staircase. So we're like, if I did that, I probably would have felt more like, oh, cool. That worked. Where like, I literally just saw a big pile of wood planks and was like, oh, if there's enough here to just attach a ramp. So I was like, I just have to do it and execute it. And it took me five minutes. And it was like, I knew what I needed to do in five seconds. And it took me five minutes. So I was like. That was annoying. But if I would have spent five minutes building a staircase that had counterweights, I might have felt more satisfied. Like, and, and cool, I, will, I did I that, but then the, I was like, but I don't need to do it. So I, yeah, the I difference know. is that, like, if I were to build the ramp, it would take me five seconds, whereas the staircase took me 30 seconds. Like, yeah, like it took me at least 30. Se- it takes me at least 30 seconds to line up another piece with another piece to attach it. Oh, like, that, that gets time, a lot faster. Every time. Yeah. Like that's, that, a, that a was the whole faster. like language in, in, thing. Whereas like I, I it has become second nature to for me. And, for me and no matter how many hours I played it, it just never gets, there's all, I always make a piece that's like, like the, even that ramp, it was like so long. It, it wouldn't let me raise it as much as I wanted to raise it. Cause the bottom was hitting the ground. It was just like, it was so annoying. Like, I was just like, I'm done. I was like, this is literally the most basic thing you can do in this game, and it's making me so mad. I was like, I just can't play any more of this game. And I, I did play a little more after that, but, like, that session was the end of it for sure. I was like, I'm done. I know. And specifically for, like, that problem, it's like, well, the object that you select is where the object that you rotate from, and so then you get to learn that, yeah. where it's like, then in the, ob- like, the directions that you rotate like them the in are relative. Like, where yeah, yeah, yeah. And even when you're building, then you're like, okay, where's the center of gravity of this object, and, like, what is the, like, these are, ob- oh, yeah. these are incredibly complex it's like, very physics like i saw somebody yeah, like i saw another very. clip that i was like this is why i was like it like almost made me feel like th- i'm glad i didn't play anymore this game because somebody built like some cart and they put some zone fans on the back 
And as soon as they triggered the Zonai fans, the cart just like blew into smithereens, like <laughs> just shattered. And they're like, oh, you didn't put the wheels on an axle. Oh, my. I was just like, fuck this game. I don't want to be thinking about axles and pivot points. I get that's how it works, but I get that's how it works. But like, again, that's just like that's an element that I just don't want to engage <laughs> with in any video game, whether it's, you know, even if it were 2D. I'd probably have a tough time getting like I, I know I mentioned like some 2D physics games I can kind of get into. But yeah, when it's like really I was even playing this game called Hell Engineers. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a Pico 8 like bridge building game. And even that I was like once it got to like oh, I got to build like support trusses and this and that. I was like, OK, this was fun at first. But like at this point, there's I have to like know how to build a fucking bridge for real. And it's like at that point, I just want to I might as well learn how to build a bridge than play this <laughs> video game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, you're so just like, talking about World of Goo. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But that's like a little more abstracted enough, even though obviously how engineers is too. you're like building these like drawbridges over these lava pits. But like something yeah. about it, I was like, man, you really have to like kind of know your physics and engineering to like yeah. make this work. It's definitely you know, baked well. into it. Yeah. And uh, and Bre- or, uh, Tears of the Kingdom has that, too, even though it's obviously a little more like, you know, there's crazier stuff going on. Like I never even got to a point where I can steer my machines, you know, those like little levers that you can attach to them oh or whatever God. yeah there's so many fun i've seen some things. cool stuff like i've definitely seen some cool stuff but at the same time like when people share stuff that even even that i think is cool i'm like but that's not it's cool to watch a clip but i don't want to play it you know it's like it's enough like everything that uh that commodore fez was sharing in the discord like every time he was like oh, oh holy shit i was like fuck this game like every cl- every single clip he showed i was like that makes me hate the game even more that one where like uh they like attach that like ice platform to like that spear and where them were just like stabbing it into the water and making more ice platforms like this game is so stupid <laughs> but it just for why me, isn't this know. zelda more serious why is why does this <laughs> zelda game have fun it's not even I that because I, I love yeah. silliness in games sometimes, but it's it just yeah it wasn't hitting the right note for me with this one. But just serious. I've said Zelda. my piece. I've said my piece. No, you haven't. You're gonna bring it up. Every, <laughs> you're gonna bring it up unprompted. I might. I might. It'll be the new. It's the new Super Rush. The new Mario Golf Super Rush. Yeah. I'll say geez. I was more disappointed in Super Rush because I truly thought that was gonna be like my lifelong like go to oh, Switch game sure, where like yeah. this was like even though I was anticipating it after like having, after thinking it wasn't going to be for me, I started anticipating it and getting hyped. Like it still was like a kind of a one time thing that I was hoping like, okay, I'll have this one experience and it'll be done. Mario golf. I was like expecting like, this is going to be like my go-to game. So Randall, you haven't even gone to the, to the depths yet. No. Jesus. That's crazy. That's crazy. I can't believe you've played 15 hours without the paraglider. <laughs> I can't believe no it, map, no map unlocking. I don't That's need crazy. No That's kind of awesome. I got kinda my awesome. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> this, That's kind of sweet that this I can teleport unbel- between. You, Randall, you shrines. have you have so much in front of you. I know. For like, real. if you think that you're even halfway enjoying this no. game, yeah, I yeah. You have no idea. You have <laughs> yeah, no fucking for, clue, man. <laughs> yeah, because for me, like thinking about what you were saying too, John, like for me, like Breath of the Wild was all about like trying to cheese my stamina to get to the highest like peak of any mountain. Like, oh, here's like a slant of that yeah. mountain that like I can recover stamina at and then just paraglide around. That was kind of the whole game for me, like realistically. Yeah. And I think this 
game just gives me too many options where like if I do that, yeah, I can still do that, but I feel like I'm not engaging with so much of the game. And sure, you can do that, but I'm just like, I, I there's part of my brain that keeps nagging at me. You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing or you're not, what not is even it supposed to be doing, but like to be doing not supposed to be doing, but like uh, just like, hey, there's all these cool things, these tools at your disposal to get around faster. Like, why are you take? Why are you walking? Why are you? Because like, it's fun. Uh, because it's, like because it's fun. Oh, that's that. But that's that's really what I've been doing most of the time now is that like I'll do I'll go to someplace one way and then I'll go through it another way and then I'll go yeah. through it another way. So like. You have to yeah. want to be doing the same thing over and over again. Like I, if yeah. it is, if it is not in your brain to like, and with a map, just like big, I'm just like I want to get for yeah. fun. Like, yeah. like I've been in the same areas so many times doing the same thing, but like slightly differently, and like yeah, because that's what I like doing in games. Like right, I'm, yeah, and I, I'm, I'm the opposite. Very... I'm like I want to fresh. I want to keep like making progress. Essentially, right. you know. Yeah. So not with every game, but yeah, it was. It just didn't scratch the same itch as yeah. Breath of the Wild. Not that I wanted to scratch the same exact itch, but yeah, it was like it was different enough for me where I was like, eh, I still got enough meat on that Breath of the Wild bone. I'll just go back to that since I know it's more my my speed. And I think that's that is progress. both a strength. Yeah, I just think it's a strength. I think that's just yeah, a, good, I agree. a good thing I agree. that well, like if you want a like more stripped down version of this game there's breath of the wild if breath yeah, of the wild the left the day, you wanting there's tears of the kingdom yeah like, and, and at the end of the day i'm pretty happy to see nintendo like fine not that they've never done it before but kind of do a sequel like proper and not kind of treat you like you've never played a video game before it is kind of cool yeah. to see them take a different approach with this game like hey these, there's obviously people are gonna know what the hell is going on and if they don't uh, maybe they'll have to buy breath of the wild. Like I can't imagine playing this game without having that language built in. I will say like, I think overall I like the story fine in tears of the kingdom, but in very specific points, I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> like this is just generic. The, the bits like, are obviously not much, but like, I, I think that the story is the weakest part. I don't think it's, it's bad. It's not a driving force. Yeah. At least like, in my experience so far. Which yeah. is the cutscenes are well done and engaging, yeah. but it's yeah. just kind of once it's, they're it's done, fine. they're just kind of like okay, they. It is perfectly cool, serviceable. But... I don't think it's a detriment to the experience, yeah. but I think it's the yeah. weakest part by far, and like it's a bummer because actually the Hyrule Warriors story, like I feel yeah, like I remember you talking about that. Yeah, I feel like enough time has gone by, and I don't know if this is gonna make it into a save it to the cast, but spoil massive spoilers for. Hyrule Warriors. And do you guys care if I spoil no, the story? Not on of my end, no. It's an alternate universe. Like, yeah. the, uh, you prevent the deaths of all of the original Guardians. Oh, okay. that's fun. Like, they all survive. Okay, <laughs> Instead that's, yeah, of there's dying a story, a, a sacri- lot of story on that like, bone right and there. And that is the sure. halfway point. And so then, like, all of the future heroes then go back in time and are with you with the prior ancestral heroes at the same time. Why so not? You, yeah. You That's are pretty badass. It rules. Yeah. But yeah like, it really was cool. such a moment that I was like, when you're playing that game and you're expecting it from playing Breath of the Wild, it's like, oh man, I'm getting to the point where all of the heroes die. And then you just blow past that point in the story. <laughs> yeah. It's That's a cool. real inglorious bastards where it's like, oh, 
I guess you just fucking killed Hitler. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, that was easy. That was easy. <laughs> Turns out he's just a guy. Yeah. 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 So it, it was wild playing Hyrule Warriors and be like, all right, game, you've got my attention. <laughs> yeah. What a, what a game that you probably weren't oh, expecting man. to get much story out of at all. You yeah. Know? Absolutely. Yeah. And then just like, like hack and slash this, arcade action. Yeah. Yeah. Like Tears of the Kingdom was just kind of like straightforward. It was like, all right. Yeah, it's definitely, it reeks of genericness for sure. The little bit that I saw, even though I was intrigued by it, but like, it definitely was like, okay, I've seen this. This kind of seems like typical Zelda fare. You know? Yeah. Which is a bummer because like, I don't know. I, I don't, I know that they probably couldn't like being a like direct sequel, like they had to do something like they couldn't just do like a whole brand new like mythos which is the strength of every other zelda game is that they kind of like have to create a whole brand new universe of like what is reality and which is also a thing that i fucking okay we gotta stop talking about this wait wait for the switch pro and the the next zelda sequel for that one yeah we'll see we'll see they said this is the new direction for zeldas in the future more open-ended baby so i mean that was the original direction yeah that was that and yeah and that's what they did with breath of the wild too so it's like it's not i'm not like afraid of it yet like we'll see but i definitely will be like on the lookout like okay if the next zelda isn't looking like it's speaking to me i'm just gonna be hey it's just not for me no big deal there's a million other games to play so yeah god um, we didn't even get into the ouroboros of like breath of the wild influencing elden ring which then influenced tears of the kingdom yeah like, yeah. like oh the, yeah uh, somebody i think it was arpy in the discord was mentioning like oh i'd love to see the idle thumbs guys come around because they always used to talk about this game far cry 2 mm. and they were like about how it was all systems driven and then when breath of the wild came out they were like this is like far cry 2 except nintendo made it you know mm. And RP was like, I'd love to see them do like a comeback episode and like talk about how far it's come since then, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I totally agree. Damn. But all right. I'm going to stop yeah, recording stop. now. Yep. <laughs> Read my mind. Read my mind. Drinking a uh, juicy IPA that's uh, in mm. tribute to uh, the game Joust, which, you know, normally mm. I don't give a shit about, like, the the branding of it all. But I'm like, oh, that's cute. And I like the brewery. So, you know, oh, like actually it actually is that. I yeah. Yeah. It's saying, like, like uh, the name of it or something. No, it's like oh, that's uh, sweet. Uh, uh, oh, that's cool. cute. That's a cool yeah, can. Yeah, that, that is a cool can. Label. Yeah, it is. And I like the brewery. So I'm like, yeah, sure. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Give me a juicy nice. IPA. 